Good morning. Um, I want to talk today about uh, to some of the younger people here today, um, particularly the young men um, of all ages and whatever your heart feels. If you feel young at heart and maybe if you're new in the Lord and you've, you've only just received the Spirit a little while ago, then for you as well. Um, if you're here at the, um, the talk this morning for the prayer meeting, that's what we're talking about. Um, Levi did a really good job this morning and he stole most of my thunder. But that's all right. It looks like the Lord wants you to hear it twice. Um, my life, um, I guess I started when uh, I was quite young in the Lord. Um, my parents came along when I was about four years old. I was spirit-filled when I was 10 years old. Um, I was married at 10, 10 years later after that. And by that time, I'd been in the Lord for probably almost 20 years and I was idling. You know, the car was running, the engine was, it revved the engine, but the transmission was in idle. I wasn't going anywhere. My walk was, you know, I knew when to stand up and sit down and, you know, how to open in prayer and close in prayer and turn up for meetings. But really looking back at it, it's probably just I was, I was following my father and mother's footsteps. And it wasn't until I was challenged myself about what am I going to do? in certain situations, and it probably wasn't one particular situation. It was probably a whole heap of things that all just added up. And um, I was sort of a bit sort of wondering what was going on and you know, everything was falling apart. And, and I rang my brother at one point to ask his advice on some stuff, and he, he um, as it turned out, became very wise once he grew up. And um, he, he um, suggested I read a verse here in Joshua chapter 24. So if you can turn to that. Joshua chapter 24, this is the uh, the story near where they came out of the land of, um, they're walking through the wilderness and they're about to enter the promised land. Um, chapter 24 and verse 15, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And he, and he talked to me and he said, look, this is what you, your choice is now. You choose whether you serve the Lord or not. Don't worry about anyone else. Your walk is your walk and you're the only one responsible for it. Nobody else can walk for you. I can't do it for you. Your mum and dad can't do it for you. Your friends can't do it for you. It's what are you going to make of it? And it knocked me back a bit. Okay, all right. I thought about it, I thought about it, I thought about it, and eventually it sunk in. Yeah, you know what? It's my choice what I want to do with my walk. What am I going to do for the Lord? And this is all about serving the Lord because the Lord asks this so many scriptures in the Bible um, that talk about putting the Lord first, serving the Lord, and all these things shall follow. And and I'd realised what I was doing was I was just putting me first and bringing God along with me. I was adding God to my life, which was the wrong way around. I needed to get rid of my life and put God first and then he'll take care of everything else. So what I want to talk to you about today is about how you grab hold of your walk. Um, a wise pastor, uh, Martin from PNG, spoke the other day about the Stockholm Syndrome and that really gelled with me. This whole world is in hostage situation. 
and the devil and his techniques, it's actually built on short-sightedness. He didn't expect Jesus to rise from the dead. He thought he had him nailed to the cross, as we heard last night, right? I'll bet that surprised him. And how about the Holy Spirit getting poured out? I'll bet he didn't expect that either. But if you look at it, all of the devil's techniques, impatience, ego, hatred, all the emulence, all the violence, all that sort of stuff, is all short-sighted. It's a facade covering up other problems. Even the good things in this world, you know, climate activism and and looking after the environment, it's all short-sighted because there's going to be an atomic war. That's going to warm the climate a bit. Don't worry about it. It isn't going to be around much longer. Nothing we do right now will fix that. We can't fix the governments of this world. Desperate governments do desperate things and we won't be able to change that. And it's coming to a head now, right? You can all see that happening now. This is the time to grab hold of your walk. So if you feel like you're idling in your walk, grab hold of it and jump in, boots and all. Put the Lord first. Solomon in Ecclesiastes, don't bother turning to it for time. Ecclesiastes says, I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and vexation of the spirit. It sure is. And particularly to those that are, I guess, young and they're maybe starting out a new family and things like that, this is something that took me a long while to work out. And perhaps if you want to take a bit of a hint, put the Lord first and the Lord looks after your family. He will build your family. He will look after you in health, in your job, in your work, in your your career, in your your future. He looks after you far better than you ever could. Take me a while to work that out until I let go and let God deal with it, right? And we heard a testimony from Heather just the other day. It's fantastic. There's one particular word or five words you said. We made it our life, I think I recall what you said, and that is key. That is absolutely key to your walk in the Lord. We made it our life. That was the life we chose. And um, I was lucky my parents sort of trained us in making it our life, and I realised that after a while that's what they were doing. They were taking us along to everything. This was our life. Hebrews chapter 12. So Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. This this word sin is simply willfully letting things get in between you and God, separation from God. It doesn't matter what it is, if it gets between you and God, then that's what this is talking about. Don't let it do it. Push it away, drop it, whatever you need to do to prune it out of your life so that nothing gets between you and your work serving the Lord. And God adds everything else to you. The Lord recognises that commitment. He can see your heart. He knows what you're thinking. He doesn't want to force your hand. He actually wants willing people to serve him. He doesn't want robots. He could do that. He doesn't. He wants willing people to follow him, to willingly, of their own commitment, to do his will. And I'll tell you why, it's exciting when it happens. When you start serving the Lord, 
for instance, even when you're oh, serving the office, for instance, as a really good example, you might think that that's really boring. And you, you're just swiping credit cards and getting the gate passes working. I'd meet all of you guys. Everybody comes to the office and says hello. And some of you stick around and you tell me your testimonies and what you've been doing during the year. And amazing things. I get to tell, talk to Steve about you know, the amazing things of creation if no, nobody's hanging around. There's amazing fellowship that's happening when you're serving the Lord. You come to a working bee and you, you, you work along with some, alongside of someone you haven't spoken to in a while and they tell you all of the testimonies that happened in their life. Just fantastic. Um, when you're witnessing to people, I guess the, the idea here is when you're serving the Lord, you end up witnessing to people. You don't go out and do it. You end up doing it because the Lord puts people in your path. People have had similar experiences to you. They're affected by the same issues that you've got. And you've got the answer. And that's why he puts them in front of you. There's no way to save people by beating them up with the scriptures. All right? You can argue to the cows come home. But the moment you start talking about your experience and what God's done for you, it's silence because you can't argue with that. That's an experience that you've had and they really want it. And they'll remember your testimony and they'll come and ask you when the pain gets too much for them. How do I get that? Okay. Um, eight seconds. Right. I talk for somebody else. How do you refresh your perspective on? And when you're walking and you're serving the Lord, how do you keep your perspective on? And it's about hope, keeping the hope ahead of you. But that's a whole different talk. Um, this is something you ask yourself every day. This question: What am I going to do to serve the Lord today? And eventually, if you say often enough, and you keep saying every morning, it becomes habit, and you're just serving the Lord. And I tell you what, the Lord looks after everything in your life. He deals with all your problems. And you look back at your life and you go, wow, I couldn't have made that work. He did such a good job. So if there's anything you can get out of this talk, he must increase, I must decrease, as John said in the Bible. So let your walk be unto the Lord, put him first, and he'll look after everything else. And all people said. 